The Blokebusters Podcast is a proud member of the Pod Bros Network, where you can find us as well as other excellent podcasts such as Sarcasm City, Worst Millennials, and Late Night Gamers at podbros.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Tonight's story is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. And uh, this is? Lilu Dallas Multipass. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Houston, we have a problem. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Now, where was I? Welcome to episode 80C of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we are going to be continuing our conversation about Black Mirror since season four dropped not too long ago, as of recording this anyway. And uh, of course, that means we had to bring back our honorary blockbuster, Colleen Griffin. How are you doing? Uh, great. It's great to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. Absolutely. Love to have you back. Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, yeah. It gets too boring, I think, for everyone just to listen to us <laughs> all the time. Oh, I think you guys no. are just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a welcome addition anytime. So. Well, thanks very much. Mm. All right. Um, so just uh, get this stuff out of the way really quick so we can get right into it. Do follow us on Facebook at Blokebusters, Twitter at Blokebusters, Instagram at Blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, no S at the end of Blokebusters there, because, yeah, I forgot it. And you can go to blokebusters.webs.com or podbros.com and search for Blokebusters. We are at both places, and uh, both of them are equally nice, no matter what you think. So there we go. Um, <laughs> yes, season four of well Black done. Mirror. We were waiting for this for quite a while and uh, then it landed and um i i watched this in order but i hear that you two did not so uh, what's with that okay. <laughs> go ahead and, yeah go ahead and build that one i well i i i feel like um i mean i was i i go to the website pajiba.com a lot to get like i like to hear their takes on like a lot of pop culture and um mm-hmm. One of their film critics uh, recommended, like, she got the episodes before they actually dropped and recommended the order you should watch them in. Obviously, Black Museum is the last one, no matter what. But uh, the order I watched them in was Archangel, Hang the DJ, uh, Crocodile. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch Metalhead until after I I skipped Metalhead and then watched it later. Um, USS Callister and then Black Museum. Um, okay. So it was. It's almost kind of like the way they recommended it. It was like kind of like a warm up and then stretch. You know, it was like warming up for a workout and then like USS Callister was kind of like when your endorphins kick in. Um, <laughs> and then like Black Black Museum was like cool down. Yeah, and when everything is hurting. Yeah. <laughs> <All right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was. Obviously, we're going to be keeping in the same format that we have been because we're creatures of habit here. So we will be discussing them in, you can't exactly say program order because they all dropped on the same day. But in, in the order, you can watch them on there. The listed so, order. Yes. Correct. Okay. We'll go um, and also, we need to give a shout out to Danielle Kaluuya. 
um, because he is the first actor from Black Mirror to be nominated for an Academy Award for Get Out. And he was also in 15 Million Merits, which is allegedly where um, Jordan Peele saw him and thought, I want to work with this guy. And it led to an Academy Award nomination. Well, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Love him. Yes. So, yes, very good job. <laughs> um, we might be talking about him in another episode that will be coming out at some point. So I was we'll... just going to allude to that. Yes, a very, <laughs> uh, an episode that will be recorded very shortly. Yes, well, very, and yeah. uh, we're also going to be discussing another cast member of that movie in uh, this podcast. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And I've heard it's like one of the best parts of that movie. Alright, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to have to jog my memory there. It has been a while since well, I've it, seen it. it it'll, <laughs> I'll get to it when we get to the episode. Yeah. Alright, yes. All right, so we may as well then dive into it. So, episode one of season four, and that is USS Callista. So, Callister. Callister, yeah. So, that's um, the, you're, you're thinking of the Allie McBeal actress. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm thinking of, yes. <laughs> it's not Cal- that it's been about a month since I've seen this episode. <laughs> I couldn't remember how it was pronounced. <laughs> Callister uh, Flucart, yes. Yes, Callister yeah, Flucart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, USS <laughs> Callister, my mistake. So, where should we start with this one, then? <laughs> well, it opens up with, like, it, it's like this retro filter and lighting, and it looks like you're watching almost like, remember Galaxy Quest, like footage oh, yeah, from an old is. Galaxy Quest episode, but basically it's supposed to invoke a very, like, Star Trek, been, like, Star Trek, the original series feel to it, where yes. uh, this Captain Daly, played by Jesse Plemons, who has this total cocky, you know, uh, I don't know how to, his voice is like exaggerated and ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and there, you know, and everybody's like, what should we do, Captain? And obviously, like, you know, everybody's relying on him. And, you know, then he's got this villain he's fighting who looks like he, it was like somebody from an 80s hair band that was in like a, <laughs> it, it was a disfiguring, yes. a disfiguring accident. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like yeah. his nemesis. And anyways, like, and they go, we're not going to be okay. We're not going to be okay. And then he saves the day and they go, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I doubted you. God bless you, Captain. (laughs) And then they all sing for he's a good, jolly good fellow. And then he kisses. He's got two female crew members and kisses both of them. (laughs) And then, and, and, oh, and by the way, he's got this perfect luxurious hair. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden. (laughs) We cut to the elevator doors open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this, yeah. And yeah, we see so. the sad, yeah, the sad pockmarked guy who resembles the captain we've just seen uh, in modern times, like getting like in the back of an elevator and trying to get out of the ele- like mumbling, excuse me, nobody's letting him pass to go in to his work. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, this, this episode kind of starts you off with a. Huh? Type thing, which I kind of enjoy. And I, I actually remember seeing the trailer that they released, because they released trailers for all of these. And mm. it was happy-go-lucky, felt very Galaxy Quest, as you said, like, you know, oh, we're going to save the day. It's, you know, it's in space. It's a space drama thing. And everyone was happy. 
And I mm-hmm. saw that, and I just went, oh, no. Like, <laughs> like this, yeah, this is, this I'm aware right. of what show I'm watching. This is, yeah, this is not <laughs> going well. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, okay, either they've taken complete leave of their senses and have written a an upbeat episode, or this is going to be one of the darkest episodes I've seen. So it was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but well, cause that's the brilliance of doing Sanji DePero last season is that now we never know like, Oh, is this going to be a Sanji DePero or is it going to be really, really dark and messed up? Yeah. That... Yeah. And uh, yeah, Charlie Brooker said like in a, interview i think a couple years ago he said if we're too depressing all the time it becomes predictable mm-hmm. so that yeah. was you know sort of his justification for you know san junipero and i agree because yeah it does keep you on your toes it subverts mm-hmm. expectations yeah mm-hmm. um i will say that wig slash bald cap combo they used for the real life robert daly okay re- in real life he's robert daly he is the chief technical officer cto of this virtual reality gaming company um that he helped he he created the technology but he's like a doormat nobody respects him we see him go into work and see person after person after person either not barely acknowledge him or outright disrespect him either like either like passive aggressively or like (laughs) subconsciously or blatantly um so you see him, and then he's got this, like, wig-bald-cap combo that is, it's, like, Beyonce-level, like, wig-wizardry that they did to make that, like, receding hairline, because his, uh, Jesse Plemons, who plays Robert Daly, his hair in the Captain Daly world, that's his real hair. And good so, for him. Yes. But, but, <laughs> I, but, I, it's I, fantastic. but if you were watching that and did not know him, you would think the very impressed. Because yeah, yeah, that was really good work. Yeah. So basically, you know, you see him walk through the office and like various co-workers, like, you know, he's got the receptionist who barely looks up from her phone mm-hmm. and like his his pass isn't, security pass isn't working to get in. And he, she's mm-hmm. like, you must, you must already know it at the end of month or, or first of the month. He goes, well, the, I couldn't because it was over the weekend. She goes, fine. Like and she, she goes, <laughs> and he went, and he was like thank you and she's like you're welcome and does not you're come welcome. Up once. <laughs> nope yeah. And, yeah and then the yeah the intern who's like oh surprised that you should take his coffee order the CTO no coffee order. Well, he, yeah. he was he was like oh uh, you wanted one too and he's like yeah <laughs> a vanilla latte with skim what milk and he was like oh yeah I understand buddy and like pats like pats his own gut to imply that Robert, yeah. Robert Daly is pasty and. Yeah, he's t- yeah. Dad bought it out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yes. yes. no, no offense to uh, to Hopper there. <laughs> no, no, yeah. forever our number one dad bod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, then you know he trips over another employee's gym bag and then turns back and sees him laughing at him from tripping over his gym bag, uh, and then goes hide and hides out in his office. Yes, yeah. it's like uh, nerd first day at a new school, like level yeah but he's like one of the one of the heads of the company exactly <laughs> like he's he's technically the boss of all these people <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so yeah this this episode it really did like to jump back and forth between this real world just uh the, the relatively kind of relatively boring 
I'll say. Like, I, I enjoyed that whole episode, but like, I did start to find the real world kind of a little dull just because of that. Like, I just wanted them to get back into the space fleet stuff all the time. Well, uh, if you, I will say, if you go back and watch it, you see hints of like his toxic personality in the real world. Like, okay, so he sits in his office and then all of a sudden this really, this beautiful, like kind of quirky, beautiful young woman comes in, played by Christine Milioti, who was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I know. I was really looking forward to that last season. Thanks a lot. I I all right. <laughs> um, but she comes in and it's her first day and she specifically comes because she wants to meet him because you're co- like the code he created for this virtual like gaming system. She just said it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I just think you're amazing. And he's just like, oh, a girl. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh my God, somebody's paying me attention. Somebody's paying attention to me. And, um, then uh, she notices that his office is decked out with figurines and uh, video and like DVD, like a DVD library for the series called Space Fleet, which is obviously supposed to be like a Star Trek thing. So we realized that what we were seeing earlier was like some, like he was like maybe dreaming about his favorite show, like him being the actual. Oh, and as as we see him being disrespected in the workplace, we see that all the people disrespecting him are people who were in that opening scene on the spaceship. And she's like, oh, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's this show. It's Space Fleet. I love it. And she's like, oh, miniskirts and, you know, and space blasters. And I noticed something interesting. When she picks up his videotape to look, one of his videotapes to look at it, he gets anxious. Like, there's oh, this yeah. pretty girl going out of his way to give him attention and gush over how much she admires him. And he is like, oh, this girl's pretty, but she's touching my stuff. Yeah, he values that more yeah, than he values interaction. He values possessions more than people. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. that you, There's a couple of things that you either wouldn't notice until a second viewing or if you're like, really focusing on it as you're watching it you might just pick it up with things like that where it's just oh you're probably paying more attention to the fact that like she's looking at it and then you like oh space fleet ha 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 like star trek like you know, a very mm-hmm. obvious nod there but yeah if, you, if you're watching the, the micro first... expressions and stuff it's yeah. really it's just like a, oh he hates the fact that his stuff is being touched and moved and like oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah the, the first time i saw it i was like oh a pretty girl's gonna be nice to him and likes him for <laughs> like his talent i was yeah. like yay so, and exactly then, and then we see the ceo of the company played by jimmy simpson walk in yay. and berate him <laughs> for not pushing his employees to get an update out in time. And he's like, he goes, oh, I'll ask. He goes, no, you don't ask people, you tell people. And like basically, and then like hits on uh, Nanette Cole and says, oh, I'll take you around and, and introduce you to everybody. And then yeah. you see like him staring out and seeing her like being introduced and embraced by the cool crowd. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it's always kind of fun when you see a character like that because I um 
I think I know him best from Knights of Badassdom. That's the way he made the biggest impression on me. The made in that. So it's like to see someone who is normally this really geeky stuff play this guy who, you know, obviously he's kind of geeky because he co-founded this company, but he's he's playing the the hardline boss who pretty much the Lothario, but he's the like the line. Lothario too. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I saw him in um, Westworld. Too. Yes. As yes, yeah, as totally Williams in Westworld. Mm-hmm. That's yes. when people yeah. started noticing. Oh, they were like, "Oh my God, the McPoyle brother is hot." From <laughs> always studying in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's he's top notch. Real top notch. Yeah. Top notch. <laughs> yeah. So, also, oh, go. go ahead. No, you go. Um. Well, and then you know we see him get like insecure, like see his insecurities, like and see him being like basically bullied whether directly or passive aggressively or passively or directly bullied at work and we feel like god this guy need you know no no wonder he like daydreams about being in his favorite show and then we see him go home get a carton of milk out like chocolate, it was like chocolate milk or strawberry milk. First of all, Joe, do not trust a grown ass adult who is drinking <laughs> flavored you. milk. Um, yeah, thank you. Because yes, I, it was a large part I did want to get to, but this man is arrested at like thirteen years old. Like his development has, he has not aged in a way since like thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, um, and he's got this nice apartment and everything. It's not like a shithole. It's really, and we see he has like the lit hut, you know the lit shelves with his, you know, collectible space fleet stuff. Um, Also, did you notice the bag marked Tommy the first, when he opened the fridge? I did did on a set, the second viewing. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. like, I did on the first because I was like, wait, who's Tommy? I was like, his, wait, his first name's not Tommy. Um, But then you see he, he links into his, like, you know, he puts on the little like head dot and links online to his game, and that's when you realize what we watched in the opening scene is a computer simulation that he's put together, <laughs> and and even even then you don't fully get it because, because no, you you're like in, oh, he's just in a video game, yeah, yeah, he's oh, he's but programmed these people in so that he can do whatever he wants, and he's the boss, he's in charge, everyone yeah. loves him. You um, get a sense that something's off because he goes off on them and chokes uh basically the the counterpart to the asshole ceo played walton played by jimmy yep. simpson he raises him up and chokes you see the crew around him and they look terrified mm-hmm. and you're like okay what's going on yeah we better not stir any shit here yeah <laughs> yeah but even so you, you don't fully get it because you know he's probably he programmed all this, like he knows everything. So, nope. Um, yeah, you, you basically find out, and this is the point when it really starts to get murky and gets into really cool ethical territory conversation. <laughs> He's taking people DNA and then putting it into the thing and creating them, their consciousness, inside his simulation. Well, yeah, because Nanette Cool is told by another co-worker after she, like, is still being nice to him. She's like, oh, who are you getting coffee for? She's like, oh, I'm getting it for Robert. She's like, be careful. He's kind of creepy. He just stared yeah, at me. Because, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I called him out for staring. You know, he stared at me all the time until I called him out on it. And so she looks at him and is like, okay, well, maybe she's right. 
And then he's oh oh he was around the corner and he overheard the conversation. Yep. That's what yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then yeah. he picks up the lid, takes it home, yeah, and scans it, it on what looks like a three D printer. Kinda. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't fully understand exactly what it was supposed to be, but at this point like that I wouldn't know. I'm not someone yeah. that would understand that technology. Well, if I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I if I could describe it like with something that actually exists that kind of looks like a three D printer. Yeah, that's about yeah. as close as I can get. Or yeah. a broad spectrum or analyzer type thing. Like it's, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> then you see it like saying uploading, uploading, uploading. And the thing is, the uploading screen looks like an old Windows ninety five uploading. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good to know something's on change. Yeah. Even in the but, Black Mirror world. Yeah, and he's like at work when it's like he goes to work. Like remember when? Um, I don't know if you guys know, but like back in the days of dial up. Do you remember when it would take so long to like download a song that you would just like leave it on overnight? Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Songs download. This is kind of like what that's like. Like he goes to work and waits for it to upload. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'd try to yeah, download like an episode of TV or something from LimeWire and like leave it on all night and it'd be like 80% complete yeah. when I got up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but then like as soon as it hits 100%, you see her eyes open. Well, she wakes up in the medical bay or something. Yeah, I think it is. something like that. It was like Fifth Element, very Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. And, and she's like, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> and what the hell am I wearing? Yeah. And yeah, th- this is the point because obviously they go into it with her. They have the whole conversation that they've clearly had with everyone when they've turned up. It's like, oh, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're actually here and you can't get out. And, and they're like, oh, I just saw you. But I just saw you. <laughs> it's like, I'm still an effing intern. It's like, that is some bullshit. And you find out that when Daly's not playing the game, they just basically just have to hang out. Yeah. And... Yeah, because yeah, we see a later scene, Jimmy Simpson just making a game of banging his head against the console. Yeah. Well, they, like, and then, like, uh, the one... Uh, one of them who's played by the fabulous, fabulous Michaela Cole. Yes. She's the one trying to calm her down. And she's like, get her something she knows. Get her vodka. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing um, is, as we will find out later, they have some um, biological limitations. Are they, able, <laughs> are they yeah. able to get drunk? They must be able to. Otherwise, why would they give a shit? Or why, you know. Is it like a placebo thing? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because I'm not sure. Because yes, they do have some limitations. But I just thought that I don't know. I thought maybe that they would need that even for morale. I don't know, like to have some sort of equivalent of getting drunk. Yeah. I, so I basically, th- oh, go ahead. I was like, I feel like he would have programmed it so that they could get drunk on downtime. But the second he logs in, they're sober because you know there would be yeah, no drinking. It's basically that would yeah. be sweet. No hangover. Because That'd be awesome. Yeah, and what I, what I was kind of thinking, and we'll get to it later, but alluding to a similar theme that we'll get to in a later episode, but because no, it's no fun to play with a broken toy. Like, you want them to have a little bit of spirit, you know, and if they can't have any outlet, you know, then I don't know. You know, you see what I'm saying? A little Black Museum-ish yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking they could uh, tie one over. Well, um, but uh, basically we find out that they're all like clones but in a computer like they are complete they have they all their memories are intact which 
I know that doesn't make sense, but whatever. It's Black Mirror. Well, um, it, it worked <laughs> for the sick day. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, then he comes back and oh, and they all don't they all mention to him like what they did to end up there? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, the receptionist was the she most didn't ridiculous. smile enough. Yes. Insufficient smiling. <laughs> this this episode, I have to say, I think it had some of the best dialogue in it. Oh, absolutely! The it, writing, the writing, was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't. Um, uh, it was yeah, written by Charlie Brooker and William Bridges for this one. Yeah, whatever it was they were doing for this episode, they they really did knock it out of the park for this. <laughs> the, absolutely. Yeah, the the darkness and the humor is such in such a perfect balance. I thought mm-hmm. in that in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And then, you know, when he comes back, like, for the first time with with Cole in there, he's basically like, okay, get going. Like, okay, like, go to, go to the, like, get, get to your post. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's such a tech asshole thing for her, him to assume that she's automatically just going to assimilate. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like that's like Nick Burns, the co- your company's computer guy, like the J- the Jimmy Fallon character. Where he was like, <laughs> he basically mock everybody because they didn't get it right away. Yep. Oh god. Yeah. This that's, is like uh... the darkest version of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My IT guy for the some of the equipment I run is just like that. Anyth- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But, what, <laughs> you, you didn't understand that you had to click this button in this menu under this <laughs> heading to do that. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you not yeah. know this already? Like, yeah, it's just this you, like... quick fifteen button sequence that I did in under two seconds. It's that simple. <laughs> come on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did, did and he to, also. Uh, oh yeah, it did uh, lead to. I was say led to one of the best lines in the episode, which is just like, yeah, I don't know, just uh, press any button. They all do the same thing. Just, <laughs> yeah. much, if you watch any, if you literally watch any space themed something from before like 2000, it's always like they just press three buttons on their machine and oh, they've done whatever it is they're supposed to do. And it's mm-hmm. always the same button. Yeah, and none yeah. of them are labeled, and they're all blanking different colors at all time. <laughs> and yeah, and what planet are they going to? Uh, um, anyone? Uh, actually, this is an Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, the planets are called um, Skillane and Rannoch, which is a reference to uh, White Bear. The child killers in White Bear were Victoria Skillane and Ian Rannoch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, really. Again, a great way of just like writing something in there like they, they could have just they could have called it anything and they're like no you know let's uh i i imagine it was probably uh um like their favorite episode mm-hmm. or something and like they're like let's just put this in because uh, i have and- a way i have a way more fucked up take on it <laughs> please <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um considering what okay uh spoiler alert to get uh the walton that the asshole ceo will ceo he doesn't want to rebel against and try to break out of their simulation. And Cole, Nanette Cole is like, why, why? And he goes, I'll tell you why. Like, to break him and to make him do whatever he wants. He somehow got, uh, da- like, Rob Captain Daly somehow got a lollipop with Walton's son's DNA on it, scanned him, his six-year-old son in, showed him to him and then threw him out an air threw the six-year-old son out of an airlock 
and made his father watch and saw him like freeze and crack into a million pieces. So basically this dude like straight up murdered a sick, like premeditated, like planned premeditated murder, like and thought nothing of it. Um, And I'm like, do you think it was some sort of really sick joke that, because we, it's confirmed that this is all a shared universe. Yeah. So do you think it was yeah. a really sick joke of dailies that he named two planets after child killers? Oh my god. <laughs> uh mind blown gifts galore. <laughs> uh, I do now. Has, I mean obviously like if he because if he's that, willing would, that would be a little joke for himself. Yeah. That, that is that type of personality, you know, that uh-huh, yeah, look how clever I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost feel like he kind of like secretly I mean, if he's that dark of a person, I almost feel like he kind of secretly envies people who could be so despicably evil in real life. In real, yeah, in IRL, yeah, not in a simulated reality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh my God, I think he nailed it. Oh, and also we figure out that they, like, he also, Daily has the power to physically make them whatever he wants and dude like he makes when cole first won't cooperate he makes her face like a blank space and suffocates her but yeah, she can't it was die. like matrix style on her but yeah. she can't die and also he makes them in whatever image he likes and basically he makes them like barbie and ken dolls so mm. they have no genitalia yeah well it's yeah. a, a space it's a wholesome show mm-hmm. so. see that's back to my arrested development thing like he he lacks any of that matured sexuality if it you know that to him yeah i don't you know this yeah. it's like tittery and like even like when we get we're jumping ahead but you know he's, when we get yeah, to the, the distraction scene the, with her in the the pond you know it's he's very sheepish it's like that age when you've discovered you like violence but not that you haven't discovered yet that you like sex mm, yeah it's like it's like bo- someone says boob you know boobs and you titter yeah it's mm-hmm. but yeah, he's, uh he's but I, I I did like the line where uh, Michaela Cole's character said, you can't even have the pleasure of pushing out a shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the simple pleasures there. Yeah. <laughs> so once, basically once uh, Nanette Cole finds out that she doesn't have genitals, she decides that they're going to, she wants to try to take him down. Yes. Yeah, that is the red line, as she puts it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. although I do find it interesting that that's the red line. Not that I she know. is a, a fully, like, fully conscious and sentient version of herself stuck in this thing from which there is no obvious escape. Like, no, no, no. It's once he alters her slightly that, <laughs> that that's the breaking point. Like, I, I think I, yeah, I honestly I have no idea how I would react if I ended up in that situation. But uh, uh, I well, maybe she thought. Maybe she thought, well, at least I can fully interact with these other people who are in the same crappy situation. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't even fully interact with them. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we tried rubbing them up against each other, but they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's right. Like, and this is a really screwed up thing about, like, consent and whatnot. When, yeah. like, they complete a mission at the end all the women on space fleet are supposed to go up to him and let him kiss them. And she's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This guy just took basically made me a slave and I'm supposed to kiss him. 
and then slaps him. And I love <laughs> Jimmy Simpson's character goes, oh, my fuck. Um, <laughs> well, and, and yeah. it's it's obviously it's the perfectly fuck. timed thing as well because it's just like we're just jolly good fellow, and so say, "Oh my fuck!" Like it's, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, and, it was and, great. Yeah, Some great and, mercy and, showing. Yeah, and she she also found out on that little mission that if you step out of line too many times, you will be turned into a hideous, like disgusting, twenty eyed, like like a crustacean with tentacles um, <laughs> and dropped yeah. off on a planet to just like waste away forever until they decide to use you for a mission. And so like, basically he threatens to like turn her into one of those just because she wouldn't close mouth kiss him because the, the, the women tried to tell him, just tell her afterwards, just do it. It's not that bad. It's just, there's no tongue. Yeah, no tongues. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's interesting to think about, how much is at stake for refusing a closed mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. For, for just not doing literally every little thing. Yeah, you you ask. you get your consciousness trapped in a giant space bug forever. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so just do what the uh, what the captain says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but they figure out there's a way to the outside through his little like communicator thingy because whenever he gets a pizza delivered the doorbell rings and he has to like pause the game and he becomes like a mannequin until he comes back <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she wants to try to blackmail herself like she wants to get to the real her and she hacks into her iCloud to find nude pics and blackmail herself this was a stretch I like this episode but come on this is some like Ocean's Eleven would be like really <laughs> really really yeah mm-hmm. and yeah she goes pretty far for uh, i mean sure those pick yeah i guess yeah you don't want those picks out there but she goes pretty damn far to did you think those. like i mean daily social skills really are about a nine-year-old's if he if he bought her like playful swimming routine oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> let's keep swimming further away from your clothes yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it was um, it was interesting. Like it, as you say with the Arrested Development thing, like it really was just like a oh okay, all right, I suppose this will be fun. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have the ability to fully think through. Like this, what isn't this the second time he'd been in the simulation since she turned up in it? And yeah. all of a sudden, she's just so like, oh, hey, yeah, I really want to do this. Let's, let's just swim or something like well, that. Well, he traumatized. He thinks he traumatized her into behaving by turning Michaela Cole's character, the one who had who tried to defend her and say, please don't do anything. Or he turned her into one of those disgusting monsters. Yeah. And and he said, you know why I do this? Because of the look on your face right now. And that, I was Ugh. like, oh, you are a son of a bitch. Oh, boy, do we have a position in our cabinet for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think in his arrogance, he assumed he had traumatized her into compliance. Yeah, probably. Mm. But also, like, but, she, but the real, like, once they had to call the real Nanette, in the real world on that little <laughs> communicator thing get her to like climb up onto his like apartment balcony 
call a pizza company, have it deliver the pizza, sneak into his apartment. I am sorry, but you're telling me that that dude had his balcony door unlocked? (laughs) And and also, this is watching the second time, she calls that pizza in from, like, standing outside of his apartment, and the very next shot is that pizza going down the hallway. Like, Um, how long was she? No, I figured out why. Okay. The, where he kind of, he stiffs the pizza dude, and I, like, he paid for the pizza, but the dude said, um... I got it here under 10 minutes, so that's an, that's an extra 30 for me. And I couldn't... I was like, what? What so does that mean? Is this the fastest effing pizza? No, no. I think she called... She must have called them and said, if you get it there under 10 minutes, I'll give you an extra 30 bucks. Yeah. So they just, like, took someone else's order. Because, like, you can't even make a... Yeah. Unless there was shared universe, a pizza van out, you know, nearby. Yeah. But yeah, I think can, I think yeah. when she called, she goes, if you get it here under 10 minutes, I'll give you an extra 30 bucks. And uh-huh. that's how she got the pizza there so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah. I guess having I'll worked that. Having worked in a pizza place, if it's a night and it's going to be busy and you know it, and you will generally have... A couple of extra pizzas of the popular, popular variety orders. just mm-hmm. hanging yeah. around mm-hmm. just because you know you can get those out. Oh, really Christmas quick. Eve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, okay, so the whole thing is they're going to fly through this wormhole, which is the new software update patch for the software that everybody knows about, but he's got his rogue version of. How did Daly not notice uh, the update patch wormhole? Was he like so fixated on lording over and torturing his minions that he didn't? I think so. Them? Yeah, I think he was so obsessed with his control over these people or digital people. Yeah, he didn't even notice. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, there's there's, there's two other things that I could think. Number one, he might not notice because obviously they notice it because they're looking at the instruments that he doesn't look at. He just does see Captain Kirk, hmm, I look cool in my seat mm-hmm. type of thing. So he's not really looking for that. Uh, but also he might just think that even though if he does see it and he knows it's there, he's not expecting them to do anything. Right. Like, like why would they possibly, how would they do this? Why would they mm-hmm. do it? So yeah, I, I think it it might just be Either he didn't see it at all, or he just assumes that it doesn't matter. Well, and uh, Jimmy Simpson's character sacrifices himself like to get the engine going manually with one of the best last phrases ever. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you, I think you need to take it. Yeah. But you threw my son out of an airlock, so fuck you to death. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say all those things, yeah. But you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, he's trying to chase them in a, like, a some sort of junky, like, ve- like vehicle that was left on Like a skate pod type vehicle thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, oh, and they're expecting to die. Yeah. Yeah, they, they basically assume that it's just going to delete them if they do it. And it, yeah, it, the, deletion, definitely preferable to being stuck in just a living hell, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, where uh, you're banging your head against things for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's my new hobby. <laughs> it's my new hobby. Yeah. Did you guys expect uh so about the ending, did you guys expect that? Oh, that like they would not die? After they went through the wormhole. Did you expect yeah. them to just like I, I was happily no. expecting a blackout and then just seeing maybe the real life fallout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow Yeah, I did not expect uh that yeah, they would survive in the in the program. 
and super cool spacesuits with cool hair. <laughs> and and go wherever the fuck they and want. Genitalia. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And they, oh, did you catch Michaela Cole's like little side glance when dude looks at his pants? Yeah, yeah. like, hey, like, hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like, yeah, everybody, yeah, like, she's not a gross crustacean anymore. Like, uh-huh. yeah. so, and they find out that they're online, actually online in the cloud. So, and they find out they can go anywhere they want in this online universe. Like, so they can just live and have fun as actual, like, well, as close to human as you can get when you're code. Yeah, exactly. And they find out that they're online by interacting with the King of Space. King of Space, a... yeah. <laughs> Bitches! <Yes. laughs> Sorry, which is... bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is Aaron Paul. Yay! Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. Another oh, Breaking and... Bad. Another um... Breaking Bad, yeah. Breaking Bad uh, reunion there. Oh, and... Uh... Um, Daily's like what version online version of himself gets deleted and the old it's detected as like a rogue program, so it gets deleted and he's in there when it deletes and he can't get out. So what do we think happened to him? Because it shows him in his apartment, like uh, how much his hands drop down to his sides. Yeah. So do we think he's like in a coma? Do we think I, he's dead? I think yeah, coma. I think he's going to have to get reported like Phoebe Cates' dad. Like, <laughs> and Grim, like, it's going to have to wait for things to start smelling. Well, because after, yeah. yeah, after he screwed over the pizza van, he put his apartment on Do Not Disturb. And mm-hmm. they have, they, and then they also mentioned they have 10 days off after ex, uh, Christmas. Yeah. So, so, without food or anything, yeah, he's toast. Yeah. Well, they, um, uh, I read something at, uh, I think it's kind of interesting because the uh, the stuff where everything around them is getting deleted. Like supposedly, what happens is everything around them is deleted, but he isn't because he's not code that's being deleted. He's the user, so he's stuck there with no way of getting out. So obviously, his body is just out there floating in a void. It's kind of floating in a. So he's. Void. I like that, but yeah, that he's conscious. Of his existence in nothingness. Yeah. Well, and I yes. will say, considering what we saw in Black Museum, um, I have some questions about. Like, I feel like there were some, like, because he. Okay, I'm gonna just say it now. In Black Museum, we see the DNA code scanner with the lollipop in it. Does mm-hmm. that mean that somehow they found out? like what it was and how he was doing it like did the real Nanette go to the authorities with the DNA well it it could be that or like because they are playing in the online world like someone Uh, could have figured it out in the end yeah like did the authorities contact them in the cloud and interview them oh yeah (laughs) that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah so I think uh, and it's shown in previous episode of black mirror that if someone's like in the simulation you can't just take that little thing off his head because that would kill him so yeah he mm-hmm. is uh, uh he definitely is a complete another vegetable so i guess it doesn't matter at this point even if he did go to trial like what, what would yeah how would they access him if the, his programming around him had been deleted yeah very good point yeah. So yeah, that was USS Callister. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, or Callister. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 
I think definitely one of my favorite episodes this season. Uh, <laughs> I I would say probably second. Yeah, second or third. Yeah, probably second favorite. Yeah, because yeah, it uh, and it it really does bring up also questions that we might be facing at some point in the near future about exactly what uh, contributes to artificial intelligence because this is he's mm-hmm. taken their consciousness and recreated them so technically right. they're artificial intelligence yeah and what are their rights if any or yeah. Yeah. well i feel like that's a running theme through this whole season mm-hmm. is uh like choice and what constitutes like a person and uh, you know like what constitutes like humanity um but uh a lot of people were comparing it to and I never did this personally, but and I played a lot of this game. But people were talking about how they would play The Sims, and they would do things on purpose to torture or kill their characters. <laughs> uh, I never played The Sims enough to really like they they that. would like construct things around them to like give them like very creative and messed up like deaths. Oh, well, if you ever uh, have the time, just uh, go on. I'm sure. There's an entire redditing basically, but there's uh, articles and stuff written where people have said what the most messed up thing they've done in The Sims was. One of my favorites is they made a house with a family in it, but this house had a basement that had no way of getting into or out of it. And there was like a troll type figure that was incredibly artistic. They would just keep making paintings. They would then sell those paintings and give that money to the family that lived in the house. So they were, they never knew where the money was coming from, but they were just constantly gaining money from this troll stuck in their basement. There was just a... That would make a good horror movie. Yes, it would. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think uh, maybe The Sims is where we need to start playing around in that. And then there you go. you got fodder for... Uh, films and TV shows. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like where heads at. <laughs> All right. Shall we, we move should, on to yeah, Archangel? Definitely move on. Um, yes, we uh, we chewed up a good, but for one of the best episodes. So I think it's and, well, and the, yeah. the longest episode. Yes. Very true. Yeah, it's like an hour twenty or hour fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This right, episode, so. I think, is the Archangel. I think it's the one that we are closest to in terms of our actual technology 100 percent agree yeah yes yes definitely and um yeah i'm probably gonna ask a question in this that i think will be interesting to hear your answer to but uh yes yeah, so archangel this one directed by jodie foster uh not not 100 percent sure how that came about but um, there you go also the first episode to be directed by a woman that's so, a shame yeah it, it really like fourth season yeah come on yeah, but that's impressive though that San Junipero, like the, I mean they, uh, they did that. They really did to, uh, a good job of portraying women in that episode. But I, I will say they do have a lot of female writers, and the co-creator is a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Brooker said that she was chosen for the episode because, as a former child actor, she would understand what it's like to grow up in the spotlight. And how to deal with the child actors during filming. Hmm. So, uh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Well, I would think more like she was chosen to direct this episode because as a child actor growing up in the spotlight, she would understand what it would what it's like, like the yes. dark side to having eyes on you all the time. Yeah. Yes, um, um, I, 
I, I would say look up the Natalie Portman speech at the yeah the women's march yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll say kind of quick summary of this episode is basically there is a technology that exists um, that can be implanted in your kid's head that will let you see through their eyes and will record it kind of like the third episode of the first season uh, so you can go back and watch everything that they've seen uh, and will also let you obscure their vision and will also alert you to any uh, any illegal activities <laughs> and so the main character the mother in this played by uh, Rosemary DeWitt, DeWitt. Uh, ends up choosing this for her daughter because she goes missing one day in the playground and uh, you know, she's found and it's safe and all that but uh, she signs her up for this uh, free trial of it and uh, yeah so it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of like of a, a lot of trial yeah a lot of trial tech happening in this season <laughs> uh, very much so yeah so um and before we even go into the episode, the question that I have for you two is, would you ever even consider doing this for your children? I don't think I could answer that unless I was a parent. Yeah, because so, I was interested as the only one of us here that is a parent with what level of this you would be <laughs> interested in. The only thing I would be remotely interested in would be a GPS that I could activate <laughs> if I had no idea where, like, basically the... Um, uh, like the amber alert thing like yeah. she's missing i don't like i don't know where she is she isn't where she should be like i need to know where she is yeah. that is it i don't want to see what she's seeing and it should deactivate at a certain age like permanently deactivate at a certain age yeah i think uh like basically once they move out of the house like you're good <laughs> Oh, before then, I would think, but yeah. Well, it's um, like it's like you know how you get your driver's license or register to vote at eighteen. When you register to vote, you also get your chip deactivated. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. It's all in one. Yeah, one visit. Um, but yeah, I definitely know at least one person that would sign up for this in a heartbeat um, for their for their child. I've heard uh, a lot of people say like, I get why. And this sh- that they're like, I understand how this could get out of hand, but I also understand why people would do it. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like this episode is, I would feel it kind of covered all of my reasons why I wouldn't want to do it. Like, I mean, obviously, uh, not. Cul- I don't believe it would culminate exactly in how this episode does. But, um, <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, but like being able to see everything that your child sees especially given what your child might end up going through and all that sort of stuff like it's no like as a parent you don't need to do that and your child should also have a certain amount of autonomy exactly like, and i like i think the filter is what bothered me the most oh god yeah mm-hmm. because how you like, learn well, yeah, like how, how are like she would have to go through years of therapy after that filter was removed to adjust to those things yeah, the first time you see an angry dog, yeah, and you're 20 years old or 18, yeah, however old you are. Well, and, like, I almost wondered, like, well, it could be, like, could they, like, have considered taking it one step further and, like, whenever, like, she hears, like, any kind of, like, uh, heated, like, 
like, if she hears yelling or profanity, would it, like, make it into, like, white noise or, like, music or something instead of her actually hearing it? Like, she's still gonna hear the words even if she just sees, like, fuzzy images, and I think that would be even more confusing. Yeah, and I, I also felt it was a little of the um, obscenity filter that stops her from seeing her grandfather have a stroke. Yeah. Uh, I well, feel like yeah. when you're watching it on the tablet, it should be like a uh, split screen. So you see what she sees, but you also yeah. see what's actually there. Like, yeah. It, it very, yeah, maybe that's in the update. <laughs> that's yeah. This is well, the beta. <laughs> yeah, and then that, like, I think it wasn't in this episode, but it was in another one. I read an article about, like, Easter eggs. They, at a, like, a scrolling, like, news, uh, like, a news line, at, a scrolling news line at the bottom headline, they said that the Archangel program had been, like, discontinued, like, because of issues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AKA beaten to death. With yeah, well, but she wasn't beaten to death. <laughs> oh, no, no. She was like, yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Small. so this girl yeah. grows up and yeah. she finds, like, she makes friends with, like, this older kid who's like, well, you're a freak. And, like, like for some reason, like, this kid, like, feels, like, is, like, fascinated with her and feels, like, sympathy towards her. And it's like, well, you're the opposite of me. I've seen everything and you've seen nothing. Yeah, and doesn't, they, he try, doesn't he try to describe porn to her? Uh, uh, was it, or was he describing, like, the video that she couldn't watch? He, oh, he was, video. Yeah, he was describing like the, the attack. The violent video or whatever, yeah. And yeah, that, the filter kicked on when he was doing that. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, the, oh, yeah, yeah. And the one thing that I also found odd um, was that, obviously, she gets the filter deactivated because the mother realizes okay, like, at this point I need to deactivate it for her because she's not understanding. Like, she cuts herself and she doesn't see it, but she doesn't, yeah, so she's, she's not like, understanding. Yeah, um, she's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I, like, not like other kids? Yeah. So once that's deactivated and then she goes to school and Trick ends up basically showing her attack videos, pornography, tears that, like, I Just understand. Immersion. <laughs> I understand the filter's been deactivated, but she gets alerts uh, like later in the episode. She gets an alert when there's narcotics seen. Mm-hmm. So surely she would get an alert if her what was she at this point? Like thirteen-year-old daughter is watching violent violent images or pornography. Well. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? There was some reason she chose to turn her location thing back on, or something, or like she looked at her location and she wasn't where she said she was. Uh, well, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that was. Oh, she said she, yeah, she said because she was yeah, supposed she, to be at like a friend's house and yeah, found out yeah, she was lying. So she looked, yeah, because she didn't turn her location thing off. I don't yeah. think. And so she decided to turn the camera back on and basically watches her daughter lose her virginity, which yeah, yes. Reason number one why you shouldn't have this thing. <laughs> Reason one through fifty why you shouldn't have this. And yes. and this boy, this boy, like he's involved in some shape. Oh yeah, he's like a cocaine drug runner. <laughs> like to try to like he works at a furniture store and he's a cro- like they don't even explain why. But he doesn't do the cocaine. He just feels like he's like a middleman for it or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but uh, they. You know, she, um, oh, she sees, she's like, oh, I want to try some. And he's like, 
are you and th- like the dude's like no i don't think that's a great idea and then she tries it and then they get a narcotics alert yeah oh and also she crushes up a morning after pill mm-hmm. yeah and puts it in her morning smoothie yeah. oh after the mom goes to the boyfriend and say says you don't ever go near my daughter again or else i'll call the cops on what you're doing yeah and a... so it breaks her heart yep yep yeah. Mm, great mom. Yeah, and then <laughs> she's and then, just winning. Yeah, go ahead. And then puts an emergency, and it's clear on the package emergency contraception because she mm. gets her smoothies every morning. Yeah, yes. like a breakfast smoothie every morning, and puts it in her breakfast smoothie and gets sick at school, and then goes to the nurse and said, "Oh, it's you're just it's it's a normal effect with the emergency contraception, but don't worry, you're no longer pregnant." Yeah. And yeah. actually, I, there's been some controversy about this uh, plot point. They called it incredibly irresponsible because it encourages the um, misperception that uh, uh, a morning after pill, an emergency contraception pill, is an abortion pill. It doesn't terminate a pregnancy. It prevents a pregnancy. Yes. And this, this implied that it acted as an abortion pill. And I thought that was incredibly yeah, irresponsible. Especially in, in, in an era that's supposed to have advanced tech. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we're still perpetuating that. Yeah. Mm, that fallacy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so she finds out that her mom basically, like, oh, she finds the, she, she goes Digs through the, the trash, trash right? yeah, yeah. And finds the box and realizes her mom terminated her pregnancy, but it's, which it sounds like she probably would have wanted. Probably, and, but she, like she, but the, obviously, she then realizes that the only way she could have known that was if the tablet was back on, which they yeah. Had agreed well, why was the tablet to. at home? Why didn't the mom have the tablet? I I think what was happening was the mom turned it back on, but like she was still hiding it because she didn't want her to know that it was back on. So you know, she wouldn't but, take it to work with her and then bring it back. Like but it she was. did take it to work with her. In the past, yeah, previously she had. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If she <laughs> probably, I don't know. Like think, thinking about it myself, you'd be more likely to be caught with the tablet if you had it on you all the time than if it was in your room where it where you told your daughter it was going to stay. So, like, I don't know. so then, yeah, her she confronts her mom and I was just trying to keep you safe. And oh no! Oh wait, no! Like she goes and packs her bags because she's leaving, yeah. and then her mom comes. Yeah, yeah and, and then she, she grabs, grabs that tablet out of her hands and uh, ac- accidentally turns on the obscenity filter again before, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, destroying the tablet mm-hmm. on her mother's head. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty much an accurate recap. Yeah, and then like once like. She's broke, like, tab. you can tell the tablet's finally been broken uh, when she can see the blood, yeah. the, like, the violence she's caused. Did you guys think she was dead? For a second, I thought she was, yeah, probably more than that. I didn't, because I felt like uh, if she was going to be dead from that, then, and this is just uh, based on how I would have done it myself, making the episode, there would have been a couple of quite meaty like cracking noises as she was Mm. hitting it like there would have been a a definite oh the skull just broke moment like when that happened but uh yeah i i just assumed that she was bleeding but unconscious when she landed this 
Uh, but yeah, I, I can definitely see that someone that was probably not looking for that would, would think, oh, this is the episode, she's killed her now, off, she's going to just leave. Uh, but yeah, we, we get a, a very good callback to the beginning of the episode when she's in the street just yelling out Sarah's name over and over, much as she did when she decided to get there. <laughs> to yeah, well, she was, yeah, she was responsible for her own worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Because, yeah, she hitchhiked on like a semi or something. Yep. Yeah, super. Yeah, super safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she just uh, wanted to get out of there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, any uh, any way out of there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this one was. I don't know. This is probably one of my least favorite. Well, it was. I I don't want to say least favorite. It was a mediocre episode for me. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know saying... how if anyone was really feeling this one, but for the season, I thought it was just so so. Yeah, I, I think... liked it. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that this episode needed to be made because these types of technologies are going to be slowly coming out when we can do more of this sort of stuff. And obviously, being able to see through someone else's eyes that many, many, many decades away from this type of thing. But like this kind of stuff is going to probably become more and more popular because the ho- there's a definite fear of oh what's going to happen to the children we must keep the children safe like no one's allowed to just go down the park by themselves anymore because no one trusts anyone so that this type of stuff is coming and i think that this needs to be a bit of a warning of hang on like <laughs> we're okay oh, no, i'm we just all for to... the themes yeah i just thought yeah the, yeah but the, the, the actual the, episode the, yeah 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 i would say it's not one of the best episodes black mirror in my opinion I liked it more when I initially saw it, I think because of that reason, because it seems like this is not far off at all. I mean, I know you're saying many, many decades. I think GoPro, like something like GoPro contacts are going (laughs) to be like a reality within the next 10 years. Um, But but the more I thought about the episode, I, I like, I appreciated, I did, I agree. I think it's a story that needed to be told. It just, it, it wasn't, I, it was very obvious. It was obvious but necessary. And because it was so obvious, I don't feel the need to revisit it. It's like, if I if I was going to like rewatch Black Mirror, that episode would be way down the list for me. Yeah, it's not one, yeah, I'm quick to do I mean, even it. a bad episode of Black Mirror isn't that bad. No, no. <laughs> very good, very valid point, yeah. Yeah. And I will say that I felt that Brenna Harding did a fantastic job. In it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, do we have anything else about that episode, or shall we move on? To... Nope, I'm ready to okay. move on. <laughs> All right, then. Crocodile. Crocodile, yes. crocodile, crocodile. Um, <laughs> crocodile I, rock. Yes. I'm... Well, I, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about this episode. <laughs> yeah. I am going to say, up front... That I uh-huh. texted Brian after I watched this episode. Yes, you did. W- with the words, you could have fucking warned me. And, and <laughs> at this moment in time, Paul, I would like to reveal that I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, what, you mean, you mean, you mean what part ending? of this? What, oh, you think it's the ending? Okay. Yes, it's the ending. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, uh, you didn't expect it to get like so, like, that's the thing, like her brutality. 
<laughs> her but... desperate, her desperate, like brutality. I don't think is earned. Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, that quick, that quick of a spiral into yeah, what we saw, yeah, it, it wasn't there. Too right. Yes, uh, but it, we'll get to that in just a minute. Then. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so this episode, um, this is actually the one episode that I didn't fully get the reason why it's called Crocodile. Does anyone I... know? I, I've heard theories. Mm-hmm. I still don't entirely. I'm still not entirely on it's, board. It's, yeah, because it's uh, crocodile's cognitive ability, it's able to associate memories with senses like smell and hearing. Oh, that really? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I've, I've also thought that, like, um, I've also heard it being associated with crocodile tears. Okay. Like mm-hmm. she's she's not weeping because she's remorseful. She's weeping because she feels sorry for herself like she's like you know she's not weeping out of guilt she's weeping out of like how like how everybody else is screwing up her life yeah so yeah it could be one of those like uh yeah double meanings i don't i'm surprised charlie brooker never um explained it yeah there's um there's a thing here that i'm just looking at where uh there's a guy from vice uh jason kobler I think is how you say it. Uh, he notes that Mia does not read the end user license agreement for the recaller, and if she read it, it would allow her to avoid using it, and thus would have prevented everything that happened afterwards. So, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be well, the, uh, the reason for crocodile <laughs> tears, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, again, basic premise of this starts off with uh, a guy and a girl uh, going to a club, uh, driving home drunk, and they hit and kill someone. And so the guy who was driving convinces the girl to help him cover up the death by getting rid of the body, throwing it in the lake. And then um, it is... Oh, go on. Oh, by the way, uh, when I first saw it, I thought they hit like a large bird. <laughs> it didn't look like a human. It uh, yeah, and I was trying to get a freeze frame on this, and put it, but yeah, um, yeah, it did not look like a person. Yeah, I, I'll I agree. agree. I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure what it was they hit until it was like, oh no, we hit someone. So you did mm-hmm. really? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and another yeah. screen crack or windshield crack. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, after all that, it cut forward fifteen years. So the girl is now Mia, happily married. The- and an architect, yeah. Yes, uh, got uh, a husband, a son, and a very successful architect, apparently, going on talks and everything all over the place. And yeah, doing her TED Talks or whatever, yeah. yeah. And while on one of these business trips, the guy who was driving the car meets her at a hotel and says that he's going to get a hold of the widow. Yeah, because the widow is still, like, waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah, which is devastating, yeah, of course. So, yeah, she, uh, he's saying it's going to be anonymous, but she thinking that anything he sends is just going to bring it all back and destroy everything they've worked for. Yeah, well, because, yeah, this is Black Mirror Universe. They probably can trace it back somehow. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, very easily, I would think. There's probably but, uh, tiny microchips in the stamps on all the letters that go out now. Uh, but, uh, and he's, like, sober now. He, like, you know, obviously they showed them, like, they were, like, smoking a like a joint when they were an ob- you know it looks like they had been partying all night back then when they were driving yeah and and he's like you know he 
fell off, you know, he hit rock bottom, got sober, and he's like, I guess this is one of the amends he has to make. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Whatever, yeah. So, but again, this is okay. This is also where this is where it starts the pattern of her panic and brutality was not earned because it was his idea. Like she wanted exactly. To, she wanted to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Didn't she? Like, yeah, and she brings yeah. that. She, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, this yeah. was your idea to like cover it up. Yeah. So, like, this is where it started to like. You know, I thought I read. I read the premise. I saw the trailer. I saw. You know, up like I saw this. You know, the opening scene up until this point. I was like, hang on. Like, wait a minute. This dickhead got her into this situation. And now he's like, oh, I feel bad. No, <laughs> he, her. he he got her into the situation. So I'm sorry that you're sober now and suddenly you grow to conscious. But you you you've also ruined somebody else's life. Like you've and you ruined the widow's life and you've ruined your ex-girlfriend. Like, yeah. You don't get to come back and suddenly, like, be the moral authority on this. No. Yeah, that ship sailed. Yeah, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what made her snap. Be like, real? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... So, yes, yeah, so after a heated debate, um, she ends up killing him. And also a pizza delivery automated van hit someone. We- which uh, basically yes. means that this episode occurred, what was it, two months ago? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because this was a real story, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, these exist now? Also, I need automated pizza vans to be like the new ice cream trucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, with yes, the same jingle, automated. so you actually don't know which it is when you go out there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Very confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get, yeah, ice cream. Ooh, yeah, that's rough. We're going to get a rocket pop or a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, then it goes from that to the man that got hit by the truck gets a visit from an investigator with a device known as a recaller, which can uh, basically help you to recall memories which then are played on this little device i guess so you can actually see it and then using that you can try and get clues as to who else was there so you have more people to interview or like well it's kind of weird though the way this is introduced is like a means to prevent insurance fraud yeah yes Mm -hmm. so but they do make mention of like it was used by police previously Right, yes. but but I don't know it's, if they directly say it, but it's not like apparently like not allowed anymore or something. Well, it would have been investigation. It, it would have been super helpful in a in a future uh, episode. Uh-huh. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. Basically, I I think they say that the police no longer use it because memory is known to be unreliable. But oh, and I, it's kind of like a lie detector where you people have learned ways to like cheat it yeah yeah because if you can basically tell yourself enough that this is what happened and visualize it as long as you can visualize it that's what they'll see oh god so. i'd love to see donald trump's be all loony tune episodes no it would just be like an endless loop of like lifestyles of the rich and famous oh. <laughs> yeah 
yachts <laughs> and just big golden golden doorknobs on yachts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this weird machine that they don't fully go into exactly how it's supposed to work. They they kind of have her explain it to the people that she uses it on. But uh, based on the guy that got hit memories, she finds someone else that would be able to provide a, a memory so she goes to her and then she sees someone else and so he sees someone else and then through that it's like oh there's this woman that apparently saw the accident so well do you um, think it's like the same technology they used in um white christmas and the entire history of you where everybody has that implant at uh, this point i i don't think so because it, it definitely seemed that they had to take this this thing and put it on and then it kind of synced up but that's so, what i mean did it sync up to an implant i don't think so okay oh you know i didn't yeah um i don't face... know that they expressly ruled that out that possibility so yeah. it I mean, maybe, well could be. maybe everyone has a little Im- actual implant in them that is there in case this thing needs to be used but then it would need to be so widely used that that would be a thing so i don't Oh, well, I'm just remembering how uh, John Hamm mentioned that, like, we all have them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and that, White, White yeah. Christmas, how he's like, oh, yeah, we all have them now. True. Um, that is true. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. I, I might think that White Christmas might be one of the outliers because that technology, that specifically that technology that is used in White Christmas is never used in any other episode. Like, the, the blocking someone or... That started, like, it never brought up by anyone in any of the other episodes, so I don't know if that specific technology does exist in this. It one. does because uh, I'll, I'll I'll bring it up in um, Black Museum. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I think I know where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with that. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I almost feel like that was a like older version of being able to like transfer somebody's consciousness oh yeah like a very kind of kind of like, kinda of like how you kind of like how before we had ipods you had to have a cd burner mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yep yes you did mm-hmm. or you had to know someone that had a cd so you burner. would have to have a you yeah you would have to have a physical copy of something instead of yeah. a, just a digital copy. exactly yeah it was a yeah. transitional yeah. Uh, technology. I don't yeah. know. I'm just I'm theorizing. Hey, I like. Hey, that's what the show. Yeah, that's what yeah. this is for. So, <laughs> all right. Well, because so. well, well, the I I was surprised there weren't any callbacks to White Christmas until I watched uh, Black Museum again, and I act I, I I purposely like paused at certain moments to try to like see what all the things in the cases were. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is a little interesting how insular most of the episodes are they, they, they really don't acknowledge most of the other episodes except through little things yeah really well apparently in the past charlie brooker like insisted that they were all like anthology you know it was like they were all in self-contained worlds I'm, until what yeah i, I know the first season i think he still says that that is the case no, uh, he actually confirmed it. He confirmed that it's a shared universe this year. Okay. Um, yeah, because I don't know how you could continue to deny well, it. Well, I, saw, I saw the trivia and I on IMDb, and I saw that he said 
that it, it wasn't. And I was like, wait a minute, that's got to be old. And then I Googled it to make sure. And he did confirm this year that it is a shared universe. Right. I mean, maybe it was him kind of eventually just being like, okay, fine. <laughs> it's so many people just being like, well, it's clearly a shared universe. He's like, you know what? Well, well, I think the out- evidence is fairly overwhelming at this point. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. maybe I think maybe he didn't want us to like be distracted. I can see that. Locally. Yeah, just enjoy the story we're in. Yeah, and he would rather, like, I can see why he waited. Because he would rather we go back and look for signs rather than be distracted looking for signs when we watch it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Circling back around to Crocodile. Yes, trying to remember where we were. Um, it tells you so... a lot about this episode that we like, get distracted. <laughs> so, basically, this chick murders everyone that gets it. She's yes. Joe Pesci digging a hole in the desert that has to keep digging holes. <laughs> yeah, she, she ends up uh, relenting to having this device used on her, and she tries her utmost to give a false memory, but mm-hmm. it, or, it, yeah. unfortunately mm-hmm. it does not work, and therefore leads to almost an American Psycho-esque, like, well, I've yeah, killed or, this person, so now I've got to kill this person. Yeah, or, like, very bad things or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what if we did that, but for once it wasn't a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least it didn't have Jeremy Pippen in it, so, yeah, there's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she uses this recaller on the investigative... I'm going to try and say that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the agent that came round, and uh, she realizes that the agent's husband knows where she is. So she's like, well, shit. Now I've got to go and kill the husband because that's everyone's first thought. Like, and we should, yeah. say the, we should say the investigator like seems like the most gentle-hearted nicest person ever yes and she oh. just likes her peppermint candies or whatever they are <laughs> and, and let's listening to the uh black mirror theme song yes yes i i was hoping we get into that at some point but whether now or later yes uh, and uh so she ends up going to her house and killing the husband it was i actually kind of interesting that it was She's sneaking all the way upstairs and he's in the bars and it was like they had it so that he does see her like right at the end there. Like I I thought it was gonna be she would somehow sneak up and just kill him. Yeah. And I, I was kinda of shocked that they're like, Oh <laughs> nope. He he gets that startled realization, that look on his face just before she kills him. And then yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, just well, and for, I think uh, that's to show like how far she's like willing to go that she could even make like basically look somebody in the eye and like in a way and like you know no like she couldn't even do it with like out them knowing like yeah it's no. just like you know she there's no crisis of conscience here never no. No. Uh, <laughs> And yes, again, for those that haven't picked it up, I am a father to a now 16-month-old daughter. And she goes downstairs and sees that their son is up. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to her arriving at the auditorium. And I was still hoping that what happened didn't happen. 
Yeah. Oh, I get. Yeah, that whole time I'm like, this oh, this, this, this epi bets better not have done this. Yeah. Like, I, but to lighten yeah. things up for a minute, did anyone think it was really messed up that the kids are in like a gangster slash like flapper musical? Oh, <laughs> like, you guys don't know about Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Like, you, you guys haven't but heard i mean an age appropriate music i don't know yeah. no, well, it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of that uh there was an episode of um documentary now that mockumentary it was like you know comedy fake documentaries about this town in iceland who has who had an al capone this little town in iceland had an al capone contest look-alike contest every year oh, even man. though like nobody looks like al capone <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> Uh, that, um, I need to see that. I need to look into that. Oh my I, god! I yeah, I guess you guys don't know about it. Then there's um, what g- genuinely Bugsy Malone. It's... No, I know Bugsy Malone. I just think yeah. it's weird that uh, little uh, kids okay. are doing it. Yeah, that's well, what I was it, going at. Yeah. Well, the like it's made with only children, like the the film and then the subsequent musicals like it's entirely made with children and every production is done with only children what Hell i don't know that aspect to it yeah. i mean i've like heard of the movie and everything but yeah no it, that... uh, the film only has child actors in it oh my god <laughs> yeah, oh, I, oh I was... and guess guess who was in it black mirror like behind the scenes shared universe starring jodie foster <laughs> and oh everyone's favorite scott bayo uh. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. I, when I was at school, I went to a uh, production of Bugsy Malone, and it's only child actors. And there's the, like the gunfight scene; it's basically the child actors throwing cream pies at each other. Okay, well, okay, so I'll, I'll have it, I'll eat my crow on that. But <laughs> are you are you going to tell me modern day parents? There's not one that objected to that content. I I don't believe at least not in England. <laughs> Like it's <laughs> okay, but I mean, you know, and yeah, okay. So <laughs> this was in England, I guess. Yeah. Well, but it was filmed in Iceland, which mm-hmm. was yeah. meant to show like the desperate isolation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yes, uh, unfortunately, bring it back to the very uh, morbid ending. Not only do we find out that Mia did indeed kill their infant son, but that he was fucking blind. Because they really had to drive that knife in a little deeper. Yeah. 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 No. Sorry. (laughs) You're like f this. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't need to buy a new TV after that. Well, actually, no. But after I watched that, I was just like, why was why why was this necessary? Why why was this necessary at all? Yeah. Yeah. Did it really serve? I mean, other than yeah. It just went to them to make it more awful. Again, none of this was earned. It was dark and and traumatic just for the sta- sake of being dark, shocking, and traumatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, very, I felt man- manipulated, you know, into, I mean, or unearned. Yeah. Yeah. The nicest, I wasn't, I wasn't even like invested enough to be manipulated. Like, I, I, like, I, no. I, I kept waiting to understand the motivation behind everything like the nicest thing i can say about it is that it was beautifully shot mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's very very scenic episode very uh, mm-hmm. very photogenic say, but, well uh... i mean and they used i mean they used the setting effectively to convey like the mood but yeah like 
again, I even after it ended, I was like, I don't understand what the point of this was, other than I, just to show same. people yeah. being horrible and yeah, I, the it was unearned evil. Like I don't like, understand its place in in this universe. I don't understand its connection to anything. If they had shown her being a little bit more selfish and like I think that actually was the problem. If they had played that opening scene differently and indicated that she had like a survival instinct that was cruel and selfish, I would have understood a little bit more. And I have yeah. to say, I would have been on board with uh, if at the end she'd gone to the play and she was expecting the police because she realized that she couldn't kill the baby. Mm-hmm. Right, and so kind of accepting her fate and just having one last night with her yeah. family. Like, like, they couldn't have given us that. <laughs> like, just a, a glimmer of hope at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if there were any earlier versions of the script that played it differently. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm can, like, this is what you landed with? Yeah, I, I can tell you that this is an episode I will not rewatch, and I don't know if it's oh, because I'm a parent. Okay. I, yeah, I just I know, the only I know, reason I, I rewatched. Go ahead. Yeah, the only reason I rewatched it because I was like, "Is there something I'm missing?" Not because, like, and I actually, I I stopped it before that that scene because I was like, "Okay, leading up to it, was there something I was missing?" Because again, the mode, like, the the her personality and every and her like instinct and everything, it just. It didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't enough to justify like anything. Anything that she did or emoted, and that that's not an uh, that's not a criticism to Andrea Riseborough, who's a wonderful actress. But the way she was written, nothing about her justified her actions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I couldn't get behind her as a character, so I, I yeah. think I might have slightly checked out of this episode anyway uh, yeah i just did not care <laughs> about it and then well, when yeah, she just went the, nuts exactly and, and why i don't i don't care enough about you to wonder why this is happening and yeah, yeah it was very easy to check out of <laughs> I, I almost was like how dare you how dare you do that when you haven't done nothing to make me like concerned about what she could possibly do mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah well yeah i think we've spent enough time on <laughs> yes, Cry- er, quite enough uh crocodile tears over this one uh boom okay uh, <laughs> uh sorry um, but deserve a, a, a joke deserving of the quality of this episode okay yes uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, well i think we better actually let the people go because we've been going for so long and we still got three episodes left so uh we're going to cut this here and then we'll give you episode 80 d a little bit further down the line so mm-hmm. you know, more material for everyone there there we go absolutely uh, uh, so thank you for indulging me oh, no, no problem. <laughs> anytime thank you, thank you for indulging us as well so why don't you tell people where they can get a hold of you as well just before we head off uh, you can find me on Twitter. I uh, haven't been that active on there lately, but uh, 
I'll pick it back up. I promise. Probably by the time this airs. Um, I am uh, at Kel to the Lean. It's uh, at K E L T O L E A N, and yeah, that's where yeah. you can find me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, I said our stuff at the beginning, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. rehash it now. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening to us blather on about three yes, episodes. Thank you so much. This time. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully you'll tune in next time to listen to us talk about the last three. So. Yeah, it's to be continued. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so to, uh, yes. I'm the very, very excited first, to get to this The next. very first Black Mirror episode with a to be continued. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we can start the, yeah, the next one with to be concluded, a la All Back right. to the Future. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so with uh, all of that being said, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. And I'm Killeen. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye, folks. Bye. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.